Welcome to Commando on Demand Insider, your fast-paced weekly update straight from Kim's desk to your ears. I'm Mike James, and coming up in just a bit, Kim talks with Sergio Avedian. Sergio is best known as the rideshare guy, which is the place where drivers for Uber and Lyft and others go for staying up to date and informed on the rideshare industry. So with everything that's going on with coronavirus, we wanted to find out what Uber and Lyft drivers are doing right now and how they're coping with the situation. By the way, this is not the nationally syndicated Kim Commando show on over 400 radio stations nationwide. The podcast version of that show is available for free for 90 days at getkim.com when you use promo code Kim. Again, that is available. You can uh, download the podcast version of the radio show for the next 90 days for free. You can also watch us record the show live on Fridays, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, noon Pacific, and uh, you get uh, plenty more benefits where you can go in the chat rooms, ask your questions, and much, much more. That's getkim.com. Use promo code KIM to get 90-day free trial, and once that 90 days is up, it's just $4.99 a month. All right, we're going to get started in just moments with Sergio Avedian. He is best known as the rideshare guy on Commando on Demand Insider. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. Hi there. A little update to this podcast. Since I spoke with Sergio from RideshareGuy.com two days ago, things have changed for Uber drivers. You see, Uber has been working for years to avoid having to classify their drivers as employees because then they would be eligible for corporate benefits, especially in California. Well, in the big $2 trillion stimulus package put forth because of the pandemic, Independent contractors and gig workers like Uber drivers will be eligible to receive federal aid. Now, here's the podcast, and you're going to find out what it's like to be an Uber driver during a pandemic. At last count, there are more than 1 million active Uber and Lyft drivers across the United States. For most people, it's a side hustle. It's a side gig. About 20% of drivers rely on ride-sharing services as their only source of income. And when they do, they have to drive a lot, somewhere upwards of 80 or 90 hours per week, driving an Uber or Lyft car. But a lot of the drivers like it because, you know, flexible hours, they get to be their own boss, but they are independent contractors. They're not employees of Uber and Lyft. That means they don't have a lot of benefits. They don't get sick leave. They don't get holiday pay. There's no unemployment insurance or any other benefits that most people get if they are bona fide employees. Now, during the coronavirus pandemic, this has been a huge problem for our, our Uber and Lyft drivers. 
because many cities have these shelter-in-place ordinance, which means people can't get out of the house. There's no reason for them to take an Uber or Lyft. Nobody's flying anywhere. Nobody's going anywhere. All the bars and restaurants are closed, so those late-night rides, as awful as they could be for the drivers, they're not happening either. The streets are empty. Everything's closed. But Uber and Lyft drivers have been encouraged to keep driving because they are essential workers. But think about this. Would you want to be in a car with some stranger, especially during a pandemic? I've heard that some Uber and Lyft drivers are actually driving people to the hospital. So joining us is Sergio Averian. He's a key guy over at RideshareGuy.com. And we're going to talk to Sergio about what it's like to be an Uber and Lyft driver in the middle of a pandemic. None of us saw any of this happening. So, Sergio, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. So what is the state? It's got to be just a nightmare for Uber and Lyft drivers. It is. Uh, so your opening aptly stated that um, there is about a million. Actually, there's close to two million Uber and Lyft drivers in the U.S. currently. And uh, as you, again, correct correctly stated, most major cities where uh, a lot of the Uber and Lyft rides exist are in a lockdown or, let's say, shelter in place. Um, so these two million drivers, uh, are some of them are still out there. You, as you said, they're trying to put together some money to feed their families, uh, but uh, they're playing with fire as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I've been pretty active on social media over the last two, three weeks, actually asking Uber to completely suspend their operations. Um, you know, this disease doesn't pick on, you know, race, color, uh, gender. It doesn't matter, right? So right. I'll just give you like a quick back of the envelope kind of a math. Let's say there's 2 million drivers, which I know there are, or just a little bit less. Um, let's say there's an infection rate of 2%. So as we know with, with the coronavirus, you are the most in, infectious when you don't even know you have the disease, right? It's in incubation period. So uh, average Uber and Lyft driver does probably 10 to 15 rides a day in these major cities, let's say New York, Los Angeles, Chicago. Right. Um, and, you know, there's over 100 million passengers in the U.S. on both platforms. So starting, let's say, March 5th, 6th, 10th, uh, there could have been a lot of Uber and Lyft drivers that have been sick, or there could have been a lot of passengers that have been sick. So, again, continue with the back of the envelope math. Let's say 2% of the Uber and Lyft drivers get sick. That's 40,000 drivers. And take 10 rides a day, that's 400,000 passengers, right? So, right. I mean, and then these people are going to go home and, and probably infect, infect their, uh, their families. families, their friends. I mean, you, you can understand, right? So so I called it uh, the cars are petri dishes on wheels, basically. And, and I, I mean, Uber did stop uh, their shared rides or their pool rides about a week ago, which I thought it was way too late anyway. Uh, but look, I understand what Uber and Lyft is trying to do. You know, they're, they're public companies. They have shareholders. They have responsibilities. You know, and for some reason, they kept the drivers on the road. Now, suddenly, the drivers who actually don't even exist for Uber and Lyft, because uh, Tony West, by the way, who is Kamala Harris's um, brother-in-law, is the chief uh, legal counsel for Uber. 
And he's been saying for the last year that Uber doesn't even have drivers. Exactly, because they, they, they don't want to have any employees. Because if they have employees, then they have to pay all the benefits, right? Exactly. Oh. So they don't even, they say they're a technology platform, and they don't even, exactly, they don't even have drivers. So Sergio, you did all the math, and thank you for that. And it's obvious that this could just make this pandemic, I don't know how many times worse than what it is. Now, didn't I read that Uber and Lyft, they were handing out supplies like masks and hand sanitizer to their drivers? Did that ever happen? Well, uh, ironically, um, they did. You know, Uber, Uber and Lyft have the driver app at their disposal. So they could put out any kind of message that they want immediately to all their drivers. Um, about, I would say, first week of March, I received it uh, because I'm active on both platforms. I don't drive too much, but um, I received it. And it said, well, you just can go to our, there is places called uh, hubs, Uber and Lyft hubs, and, and they're called green light centers on Uber's case. And they said, you can go pick up masks, you can go pick up sanitizer, you know, and they sent us a whole bunch of, you know, the CDC guidelines basically telling us how to disinfect our cars, how to make sure that uh, we're washing our hands and, you know, basically all the CDC guidelines. Right. And then three days later, before even the shelter in place started getting implemented, um, they said, well, we're, we're going to close all the green light hubs. So now the drivers are on their own, basically getting these supplies for themselves. And as you know, with people hoarding a lot of stuff, these things became almost impossible to get. And if you were to able to get it, they were very expensive, right? So that went quickly out of the window. And um, that promise is not there. The green light hubs are closed and drivers are on their own as usual. So now with the Uber, with the Uber and Lyft drivers, what kind of rides are they getting right now, essentially, because everybody is sheltering in place? Are they, I read about, I mentioned it in the beginning that I read about a guy in New York who was actually taking patients to a hospital. Well, they are doing that. Um, they're actually more than patients. I think what they're doing is, first of all, a lot of them have tried to switch to delivery because, as you know, restaurants are closed for, uh, as far as public gatherings or sit-down dinners are concerned, but uh, they're doing delivery. So on, in the Uber app, Lyft is trying to start that in the pandemic, but I don't know how successful they're going to be able to do in their app. Uh, as an Uber X driver or any kind of any type, any platform driver, you're, you're, you can also do Uber Eats, which is Uber's other, you know, part of their growth story. So um, a lot of them switch to Uber Eats, but then you can imagine when there are a lot of drivers that are switching to Uber Eats to do food delivery. Well, that business is going to get going to go down as well because there's going to be so many drivers trying to do the same thing. Well, you know what? See, I didn't see. I don't understand how why these restaurants are even still allowed to have delivery and pickup. I was talking to a friend of mine in Florida the other day, and I said, and he said, "Well, you know, I'm using DoorDash and Uber Eats," and I said, "Yeah, but you, you don't really know who's making the food, right?" I 100% agree. And and the problem with that is I actually talked to quite a bit of drivers because, I mean, well, a ton of people read our articles on the Rideshare Guide. They have about 80,000 subscribers. So 
when I like I wrote an article today, it already was like uh, the link was hit up probably like eight thousand times in fifteen minutes already. So what wow. happens is that what happens is that I was talking to a driver from Seattle today, and um, he said, "Look, I switched to delivery. Well, I went to pick up the food." And there were 30 drivers trying to pick up from the rest, same restaurant, and they were really? within, yeah, they were within like one foot of each other, talking to each other, and and you know, what if one of those drivers is infected, right? I mean, they don't know; they could be. I'm hoping they're not, but so there is definitely the downside besides the delivery, besides whoever is prepping the food, right? Because they could they could be sick. Um, you know, there is the issue of drivers congregating in front of these restaurants, you know, and talking to each other and and figuring out what, what to do next. So I think it should all be shut down. I mean, I, I tweeted this yesterday multiple times. I mean, you know, there's a great website that gives you live updates where the where the coronavirus is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the John Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, yeah. So to me, it's like the only way this is going to slow down or bend the, you know, flatten the curve is is – or do like a Wuhan style shutdown and Korea style testing so that we know where things are at because these numbers are just going to go through the roof. Hey, don't forget, if you have a question about something digital, get unbiased advice from America's digital goddess. Just go to commando.com. That's commando with a K, K O M A N D O.com. In the upper right hand corner, there's a little button called Be a Caller. Click on that, and uh, we'll ask you a few questions about your question. Then a producer will get in touch with you to set you up with a call on The Kim Commando Show. Just ahead, more of Kim's conversation with Sergio Avedian on Commando on Demand Insider. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome back to Commando On Demand Insider. It's Kim's conversation with the rideshare guy, Sergio. And uh, back to it. Here's Kim. What happened What happened to the Uber and Lyft drivers in Europe, like in Italy? Were they still allowed to drive? Well, they are. Uber and Lyft, well, Lyft doesn't exist in Europe. It's only Uber. But um, today I read an article that uh, Uber and Ola, which is their Uber, um, have completely shut down their operations in India. So I expect this to take place. I expect this to to happen in the U.S. as well. Because, I mean, it, 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 although, you know, your question was what are, you know, what percentage or how much money the Uber and Lyft drivers are making, but for rideshare, they're not doing anything, literally. The business has stopped. But you are correct. They're driving healthcare professionals, let's say, you know, to the hospitals and back to their homes if they get a ride, Right. Um, so to me, it's, it's they need to shut it down. They, I mean, I think it's like a public health issue. I, I really don't care about who's making money and who's not making money. Um, they need to shut it down, but they're not doing it, and they continue to to have drivers out there and uh, you know business as usual. Now a lot of other drivers are switching, as I said, from Uber Eats. They're switching to Amazon deliveries. They're switching to 
shipped, which is target uh, delivery arm. I mean, look, people have to make a living. And today, as of January 1, 2020, in California, all Uber and Lyft drivers are employees. That's the law. That's the, uh, it's the only state that they, they passed the law, and we're all employees. Now, they're both disregarding the law completely. As you know, they have a ballot measure that they're supporting and spending $60 million on uh, for AB5 to get repealed. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work out under these circumstances. Um, but today was, was the day that uh, Uber CEO sent a letter and said, well, by the way, um, if we do get a bailout for our independent contractors, um, why don't you guys look into creating a third type of worker identification and um, call them on-demand workers as opposed to not independent contractors, but also not employees? Well, see, and that's going to have that's going to have ramifications far-reaching because if it affects Uber, it's going to affect all the other gig economies. And so, you know, it's a very interesting point. When does an employee become an employee? I mean, when well, I agree you know, with you. I mean, look, AB five um, was not only written for Uber and Lyft. AB five was targeting most gig economy companies, which didn't exist a decade ago. Uh, but uh, to be perfectly honest. It had its unintended consequences in California. A lot of independent contractors are not getting gigs anymore, you know, in, in many different industries, although um, certain certain um, businesses got exemptions from AB5. Now, if, you had, if they had the deep pockets to lobby and get exemptions, they did, such as lawyers and accountants and real estate agents. And Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a very valid point. But let me ask you a question, Sergio. Is there... A, is there something that an Uber and Lyft driver can do now or, I mean, with your audience, do you see them shifting? I mean, you mentioned that they're going to shift to Uber Eats or to some of the other food deliveries or Amazon. Is that, is that financially doable for them? I mean, how much money can they make with Uber Eats and how much money can they make if they're driving for Amazon? Uh, Amazon is paying a little bit more these days, um, but uh, through Uber Eats, because now everybody has done the switch already, it's as oversaturated as it is, I'm going to guess about 10 bucks an hour gross, right? But now you have gas, you have all your other expenses on you. They're not going to make anywhere near that what they were making doing ride share. That's a given. And a lot of people, look, a lot of people are in a hard place in Iraq, right? An Uber yeah. driver or a Lyft driver has two choices, okay? Be broke and sick or be broke and healthy, one or the other. I mean, that's the way I look at it. That's what's going to happen at the moment. Uh, I mean, look, the country is going to have a massive economic crisis out of this. And, you know, my background is finance. I was on Wall Street for 18, 19 years, so I know exactly what's happening. Um, you know, recession... Is definitely happening, but let's not bring out the D word here. Um, right, it's you know what it is. It, what normally would take two years for a recession is one to two months. Right now, yeah, it, I mean, it, and, and there's going to be thirty, forty million people unemployed within the next two months. And you know who to bail out, who not to bail out. But bringing it back to what I was saying about the CEO's letter. It's like I think it's just horrible optics that in in a situation like this, you ask the White House for a bailout. Although four days ago to push their stock up because, you know, their stock is down fifty percent, Lyft stock is down seventy percent from the IPO levels. 
they they try to reassure the investors saying that oh we have eight billion dollars in cash in the bank even if the worst happens we're still going to have four billion cash in the bank and you know propping up trying to prop up their stocks to me it's like okay well if you have that kind of cash right why are you asking for a bailout so what they're doing is they're trying to squeeze you know themselves into a, into an area um, where they could get a third classification of worker out of this, which I think is horrible PR. But look, they have to do what they have to do. They have investors, they're public entities. Well, you know, and you probably, you know, Sergio, you probably have a certain number of Uber and Lyft drivers who actually do want to drive or they need to drive because they have to pay bills. They've got kids. Uh, you know, they've got bills. Most of them so- do. Look, Kim, I mean, you said it at the start of the, at the podcast. You said, you know, 20% are a full-time basis. I don't buy that. I think I think it's a lot higher than that. And like any other, any other business, you have um, a group of 100% and 80% to, you know, bulk of the 80%. Let's say Uber and Lyft are saying that the 80%, 85% are basically doing this as a side gig, right? Right. Even if you're doing it as a side gig, which I don't believe that. I think it's a lot higher number for full-timers in this. Uh, meaning, you know, driving 60, 70 hours a week. Um, so uh, it, it, let's say it's, they're correct, they're 80%. Well, what happens to that 20%, right? Their income went immediately to zero. Maybe they were making 1,000 gross a week. Now it's zero, and that's with driving 70 hours a week. Now, um, 20%, 2 million drivers, that's 400,000 drivers. Well, that's a lot of people, right? And how do you – and my concern at the end of this is – you know, we are going in a recession. There's going to be a lot more unemployed people. And what, how is Uber going to do this? I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. What happened? I mean, look, Uber came around in 2010, right after the 2008 recession. So if people are out of jobs, a quick you know, way of making a buck is going to be, well, let me just go drive Uber and Lyft. So now there's going to be so much more saturation than, than the people who are now drivers. They're going to get back on the platform. And they're going to find out that at every street corner, there's like 10 cars waiting for one rider. Yeah. You know, speaking of the cars, um, I know that certain, you know, some Uber drivers are actually leasing cars from Uber. Have they, during this whole crisis, has Uber said, hey, listen, you know, you don't need to make the payments this week or anything like that? No, that hasn't happened. Um, And I mean, I've spoken to, in fact, right before I got on the call with you. I spoke to a driver in Huntington Beach, which is in south of where I'm at, um, in Los Angeles. And he was like, he was saying, I have this rental. I'm paying 240 bucks a week for it, and I need, I want to return it, but then I can't get a hold of a Lyft person. So it's tough. I mean, it, it, the numbers are outrageous when you get into rentals. And and when you are in a rental at 240 bucks a week plus the gas, right? That's probably 350 if you're a full-time driver. You have to do a minimum of 70 to 90 rides just to make some money on the side on top of paying your expenses. There are no rides right now, and Uber and Lyft should immediately stop that. What they did was, let's say, give them credit, is uh, when you do rent or lease from them, they have minimum rides that you have to do. Um, so Lyft was 20 rides a week that you have to do in order to continue with your lease, basically. So they got rid of that, right? But then there aren't, there, people are not doing 20 rides a week anyway. Because there are no rides out there. So I think immediately they should help those people. But then that number is, is in the minority. I would say 
maximum out of the 2 million drivers, maybe there's about 10% of the drivers that are leasing and renting to drive rideshare. So most people, you know, have their own cars. And basically, look, the way I look at this is over the last, I mean, when Uber and Lyft first started, it was fantastic. I have, I speak to a lot of cabbies and I have a cabbie friend of mine uh, from a long time ago. The first two years, the guy made like $150,000 a year driving Uber because they, he was getting paid $3.25 a mile okay. for every mile that he drove. Now it's $0.60 cents a mile in Los Angeles, right? I mean, to me, it's like, okay, now there's no money left, but and, and 80%, these are Uber's numbers, not my numbers, 80% of drivers quit in less than eight months. Is that right? Is that I was going to ask you that. It's high. It's very high. Actually, it's probably higher than that. This is from their S1 before they went IPO. So one of their major costs of running Uber is marketing to get new blood, right? To, to have, you have to re- replenish your driver base, basically a, a, all of it every year. So, I mean, you're a business person. If you're running a business and 80% turnover in your business, I would have thought that business would have collapsed, right? Well, you know what? I was the dumb one in the room just for the fact that Uber likes that because the, the fare cuts come fast and furious and the, the price cuts down to 60 cents a mile. So to a new driver, 60 cents a mile looks like gold, but I have all the scars to show for it over the last four years. So Sergio, what are you going to do now? Look, I have many different things that I do. Um, um, as I said, I was on Wall Street. I still trade stocks. I have a small hedge fund that I, that I trade. Um, this, this, my driving story started about three and a half, four years ago over a dinner with a couple of best friends of mine. And I wanted to write a book about, um, how algorithms are running humanity these days. And, uh, they said, well, why don't you go drive some Uber and Lyft and figure that thing out? I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. I'm still working on the book. Um, I, you know, besides the trading, I write for two major blogs, you know, Ride Guru and Rideshare Guy. Um, you know, what I'm doing is I'm actually trying to figure out for a lot of drivers what they could do. So today, like I said, before I got on your podcast, I was talking to a driver. I said, look, there's these companies that have contracts with Amazon. You don't have to do Amazon Flex. These people have created small businesses for themselves and they bought the vans and basically you just show up and make 17 to 20 bucks an hour driving and doing Amazon deliveries for for contractors. Hey, you can Google anything and watch YouTube videos from who knows who, but to get Kim's trusted advice, just one place, it's the Commando Community. And don't forget, it is free for 90 days right now by using promo code Kim. When you go to getkim.com, that's getkim.com, promo code Kim, and just ahead, more of our conversation with Sergio Avedian, the rideshare guy on Commando On Demand Insider. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 
Welcome back to Commando on Demand. It's our very interesting conversation with Sergio, the rideshare guy. And here's Kim. It's good that you're you're there for the Uber and Lyft drivers. It's good that they have a platform that's so specialized. And, you know, that goes to a lot with your credit, Sergio. I mean, you created this and now it's big. So, Sergio, because these Uber and Lyft drivers, they are not in place. Like I mentioned, you know, they don't have any benefits. They don't get vacation time, holiday pay, uh, any unemployment insurance. There's no such thing as sick leave. What happens to an Uber or Lyft driver if they do get sick? Great question. So um, I'm in touch with three drivers who are infected with the virus at the moment and two drivers who are going through testing. Um, in fact, today's article that just got published on the Rideshare Guy talks about that and with his screenshots. So uh, Uber, and Ly- Uber, especially Lyft, is just not sure what to do at the moment, but then you know, Lyft is like, um, Lyft always follows Uber. When Uber does something, Lyft will just kind of duplicate it. Um, so going with what Uber said, uh, a few days ago, they announced um, that they're going to financial financially help these drivers who um, are either infected or got the virus, or um, if they have symptoms of it, and they go to their doctor and get a report, written report from the doctor or a state health agency that they should not be driving. They should be um, quarantining themselves or isolating themselves. Uber will pay them up to 14 days of the average of what they made for the past six months. So this could vary big time, obviously. So if you're just a 10-hour-a-week driver, they're going to pay you maybe 20 bucks a day because that would be your average going back six months. But if you're a full-time driver, like this driver was in San Francisco, and uh, so he had a Uber pool ride um, 10 days ago. Pool ride. That's before Uber shut their pool rides down. Um, this picked up a nice lady, and they were talking, and then this picked up the second passenger. And the guy gets in the car, and within like four minutes, you know, he says, "Oh, by the way, I was in Taiwan ten days ago, two weeks ago, <laughs> no. and uh, <laughs> and and I had the coronavirus, but I'm Great. fine now. That's, you know, I'm fine what? now." He goes, "Now, so the car freaks out, of course, and then he drops everybody off, gets out, sanitizes the whole car, and then right after that, he gets another ping. He picks somebody up um, on Market Street." And um, he is looking in his rearview mirror. This guy has a, a handkerchief in his hand, and there's blood on it. And this guy's coughing up blood. Oh God! And he ended up taking him to a hospital in Chinatown in San Francisco. So when the driver figured out that he was infected with the virus, is there anything in your contract with Uber or Lyft that says, "Hey, listen, if you're sick, that you should not be driving"? Well, that's exactly what happened when Uber pushed that um, notification in their app. They said, if you feel sick, stay at home, right? So this guy did what Uber was telling him, which is what CDC is telling everybody. If you have symptoms or if you feel sick, you should stay home. And that's what he did. But he reported these two rides to Uber through the app saying that, you know, this is what's happening. I'm going to stay home. And Uber didn't even respond. Did Uber then, contact? Did Uber contact the other riders? We don't know. Uber never says that. Like a lot of drivers actually get bad ratings and things like that, and you try to know um, who 
you know, gave you a bad rating or, or a notification on your Uber app saying that this guy is driving fast or this and that, due to privacy reasons, Uber never, ever will tell the driver um, who that passenger was. Or, oh. But Uber also said in that announcement, like they had a sick driver in Mexico about a month ago, and they um, suspended his account, and they supposedly are suspending all the passenger accounts by backtracking who um, this driver gave rides to. Which so, would so, be which they would have all this data. They would have oh, everything at their disposal just to hit a button and say, "Hey, listen, you know, self quarantine fourteen days. You know, you might have you might have been with somebody who." has the virus or tested positive or is in the hospital, whatever it may be. They have all this data. They have all the data. They have all the data going back from the first ride that they have given in the country as Uber. Um, in this case, obviously, they have the data. So so in Mexico, they did that. But what happened with this driver is that once he self-quarantined himself, he called the doctor. Doctor said, come in, you know, and then they gave him a test. He came back home, and then he. there is now a link on the Uber website that um, drivers, in order to get that financial aid, they have to upload documents. The doctor's report saying that, you know, you should be self-quarantining yourself for 14 days. And uh, once you upload that, what Uber does is Uber um, filling out the rest of the forms, obviously, that are online. Um, it's pretty streamlined, but um, then... Uh, immediately after he filled out these forms and uploaded his doctor's report, they suspended his driver account immediately within like two minutes. Well, but, you know, I don't know if I can blame him because if he... No, no, is... no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I, I had nothing against that, right? I have nothing against that. But most drivers also are passengers. They have a passenger account as well, okay? So they did not deactivate or suspend his passenger account. Oh, well, that's a different story. Okay. Right. right. So this guy could have taken both. an Uber. This guy could have taken an Uber and got into any car if he wanted as a passenger. So I'm not sure if Uber is suspending everybody, everybody's account that's involved. Like, I don't know if that guy that was coughing up blood who he drove to the you know, hospital in Chinatown is still around. I'm not sure. Uber will not tell that. Uber will not say that. Well, it's a, you know what it's it's definitely there's there's a it's a definitely Pandora's box here, uh, and and again thank you for joining us because I really think that you provided a lot of insight a lot of inside stories you know what's really happening to Uber and Lyft drivers and you know and we see the ramifications of COVID nineteen the coronavirus just spiraling right now out of control. I mean, I saw some unemployment rates where they said it was, you know, going to be in the high double digits, you know, whatever number that is going to be. Well, keep us posted, Sergio, okay? And and keep us updated. Anything happens with Uber and Lyft, um, just reach out and because I'd love to get an update. I will. And uh, there's a happy, hand, well, not a happy ending. The driver hasn't gotten, this driver hasn't gotten his test results back yet. But um, after three days, Uber sent him $2,100 which probably was his average because he's a 70-hour-a-week driver, and they put $2,100 in his account. So he got that that was at least somebody got a response from Uber, and then maybe Uber is, you know, um, doing good on their promise and started paying these drivers. After, I'm sure they're overwhelmed with all this paperwork going into their system, but he ended up getting paid 2100 However, if this guy is sick, actually, and he's diagnosed positive, 
I mean, he's 65. He's got a heart condition. If he ends up in the hospital, right, as you said at the start of the podcast, they don't have any benefits. Who's going to pay for these hospital bills, which I'm sure they're going to run into tens of thousands if somebody gets sick into the emergency room. So that's another thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, so so he got paid 2100, which will keep him around for a couple of weeks, hopefully, with his rent or food or whatever. But if he gets admitted to the hospital, what about the medical bill? So either way, like I said before, the choices, the two choices are hard now. It's either you're going to be broke and healthy or broke and and sick. So one or the other. Thanks so much for um, sharing your your know-how with us and your time with us, because you know, I've always been fascinated. And anytime I get in an Uber, I always ask, I'm always that person, Sergio. So it's like, you know, how did you get started driving an Uber? And there are always great stories. And I, I have to tell you, I don't, I've never had a bad Uber driver. I've never had a bad Uber experience. Well, that's you know, awesome. I'm a, I'm a passenger as much as I'm a driver, right? I use the service. I think it's great service. I mean, come on, you push a button, the car shows up, right? But at some point, fairness has to play into the game, right? I mean, you have to be, you know, you have to feel for these drivers out there. Well, Sergio, again, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Hey, don't forget, you can keep up to date with breaking news, security alerts, data breaches, and much more digital know-how with the free Commando newsletters. Get yours at commando.com. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. And on the top, click get the newsletter and it's that easy thanks for listening to commando on demand don't forget to hit subscribe if you want to get these downloaded to your device automatically every single week we appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.